What's up, everybody? This is Jody from the Change of a Podcast. Just wrapped up our episode with Renata and Justin. Um, yeah, if you like what we're doing here at the Change of a Podcast, show us some love on Instagram, on YouTube, especially on YouTube. If you would like and subscribe to our channel, I think right now we have around 200 subscribers. And our goal is to get to a thousand. So, um, yeah, share it with a friend if you like what we're doing. We're in desperate need of some love. So, um, yeah, just feel free to share, like, subscribe. And um, we'll keep bringing you some good content. So thanks for watching and, and enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Changeover Podcast. This is the Weekly Grind. Um, this is Justin. I'm Jody. And today's guest, we have WTA ranked 178 from Mexico City, Renata Zarazua. Renata, thank you for joining us. The first lady on the podcast, huh? Yeah, first lady, Renata, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming and showing interest in coming on and talking to us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I think it's a really interesting podcast. I've been listening to a few. So, yeah, I and think... She invited herself onto the podcast. <laughs> I was, yeah, I invited myself. I'm the first girl. So, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> this is the second person that uh, showed interest, like back-to-back. Blue also showed interest last week and now Renata. So it's nice that we have other tennis players actually interested in coming on and talking to us and, I guess, supporting what we've been doing here. Um, so we should start. Congrats on, on your recent form. You just won your first 60K. How did that go? Yeah, I think it was it was really unexpected. I think sometimes, like, the biggest wins come when you least like expect actually to play good that week um it was my first 60k so it was pretty special um like i said it was really unexpected like i just didn't feel really well that week tennis wise uh, but mentally i was there so it was like kind of like a gift that i got myself after just fighting every day and going through like so you so weren't many. you weren't playing well during that tournament or since before that tournament as well no, I just, you know, when you go to a tournament and you like have the first two practices and you're like, oh my God, like there's something off, like something not right. Okay. You mean like every tournament? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's your normal feeling. No. Um, well, the conditions weren't good for you? Yeah, I just didn't like the conditions very okay. well. But I think when you know that, like tennis wise, you're not at your best. I think the only thing you can do good is just be mentally tough. Fight. And yeah. yeah, and literally just fight and grind and that's what I did. And I think obviously it's you know, it it's harder because you gotta do it match after match because mm-hmm. just sometimes just the tennis doesn't come. But um at the end it's a big reward that you get to win. It sounds kinda like you know, like people talk about when you're playing when you're sick or playing when you're a little bit injured or something that you play a little bit more loose. It kind of sounds like that where you don't feel great and you're just going to fight as hard as you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's very rare that we feel 100%, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always something, you know, like either you wake up in a bad mood or like either, you know, something that's just out of your control, which is so many things on the court. Um, and you're like, well... What, what like what can I do now? So the only thing is just actually to to fight and to just to be there. So how was it before like leading up to that tournament? Like how was the year went for you before that tournament? Well, before like in this year or just yeah. right before that tournament? Yeah, yeah, the year. Year. Yeah, yeah. It's been really up and down. I actually well, this is the first year that I'm hundred percent well physically because I had 
a really bad stress fracture on my knee and I had to get a surgery and it was like pretty hard surgery. When was that? Uh, that was in December of not last year, but the year before. 21. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it takes you like a year and then a year of like match play and like yeah, exactly. just a lot of things. Um, so this year I was because I won a 25K this year and it was my first 25K that I won in Boca, actually. Okay. So pretty close. Was that the one on clay? It was on clay, okay. yeah, and and yeah, that one, you know, it just gave me a lot of confidence going on to every tournament after that, actually, and so I think I was I was well prepared. I just didn't feel great that week yeah. when I won the sixty k okay. tennis wise. Okay, so how was it um, growing up in Mexico? Did you have a lot of support from Cotec or the Mexican Federation or? ITF Grand Slam Development Fund, like coming up in juniors, or was it mostly on on your own? No, I actually got a lot of good support from the Grand Slam Fund that they did to some players, I think. I don't know for how long, but I think it was like two years that they were giving me just money to travel, which Mm. was like so helpful. And from the like Kotec, ITF, um, I got a little bit of um, support as well. So it wasn't you know, it wasn't just my parents that helped yeah. me out. It was just um, a bigger, like, part of, like, you know, persons and people kind of behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> that I don't say any names, but, like, they've been helping me a lot. Because, uh, I mean, especially money-wise, I think it's just hard to travel every week and, yeah. like, pay for your coaches, your fitness coach, all of that. This is actually not one of the things that we wrote down, but... So ranked at inside the 200, is it still very difficult for you to to travel? Because I, I think the obviously the prize money is different in the men's and women's, but also yeah. I know that the level is a lot stronger, like coming down to like the 25Ks and stuff. I know that the level of those tournaments are a lot stronger in the women's a lot of the time. So how how has it been for you, like, I guess, being able to afford playing on the road and traveling and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I actually think when you're top 200, what helps is that you get into the qualities of the Grand Slams, and that's already, like, a good amount, a good, decent amount, even if you lose first round. And you kind of, like, you know, go through the year just by, I will say, losing first-round qualities in the Grand Slam. You get a good, um, I mean, amount for a certain, like, part of the year, uh, which is, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, the hardest to get into the Grand Slam qualities, but to be top 100 is what's, like, the toughest thing. Because I think once you are there, you will have no issues economic-wise. Yeah. So what um, do you think is separating you? Because you got as high as, what, 117 maybe? I think it was your Yeah, one, I think 117 was so my highest. what do you think it's going to take for you to get back to 117 and crack into the yeah. top 100? And were you there before you got hurt? Like, was that at the uh, same time? Yeah, I actually did the big mistake of like you know when you get injured and you're out for six months you can get your protector ranking like freeze um but i'm so like i always like look in the future and i thought like after four months i'm gonna be fine and i'm gonna get back to where i was Mm -hmm. but obviously it took longer so i didn't so when i was 117 i got injured but i didn't freeze my ranking Mm -hmm. i just said I was going to recover before six months. Very, very smart. Uh, So it didn't happen. And I kind of lost my ranking a little bit. But actually, when I 
I remember when I was really close to just breaking through the top 100, which is, at least it's my, like, dream, or yeah. a lot of people's dream. Uh, and you see yourself, like, so close, but so far. I remember, like, every match I was going to, I thought it was, like, my only chance to, to mm. actually get into the top 100. And it was true, because I was playing WTAs back then, and even if I, you know, if you win first round, I would have made it, like, there were five matches that I lost in the third set. And if I would have won, I would have like... Been top 100. Yeah, be top 100. And it was just so hard mentally because I wasn't even enjoying tennis anymore. It's at the that opposite point. of the week in Lexington. <laughs> you expect yeah. a lot and then yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, you expect a lot. Yeah. And I think you put so much pressure on yourself. And um, you, st you, when you focus on winning, you... I lose. mean, you lose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, we all want to win, you know? You yeah. don't go to a match thinking like, oh my God, I wish I, I lose this match. But no, I like when you actually think that you, I mean, you want to win so bad. Yeah. It's like, you get it's distracted. Not right. It yeah. distracts you from the performance. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I realize that you, I mean, don't need to like, want it so much you know you obviously want to win but like you can't yeah. want it a lot yeah one funny. second the you can hit a dishwasher no oh yeah you can stop it sorry they're cleaning <laughs> <laughs> cleaning time oh oh was it on ah oh. i couldn't hear how good is your hearing through the headset? Yeah. I mean, the last five minutes, I didn't know if anybody oh, else heard it. Five minutes. The whole time, though, we, we started it before the... That's so scary. Now I'm focusing like... on the conversation, brother. <laughs> I don't want to piss up the, the listeners. I yeah. think he was getting bored, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he needed a break already after What was he listening to? I was going to say that the, it's funny that you say that. You remember specifically how many matches to you had, like how many opportunities you had to break into the top 100. And I know Darian, I spoke to Darian a few times about this. Um, and Darian's career high was maybe like 109 or something mm -hmm. and he has the same memories in his head like the handful of opportunities he had to break into the top 100 he's you know? breaking rackets at the time too <laughs> so, yeah. so much yeah. it can't be easy yeah. I mean I just it really takes the worst in you like when you are that close and like you just don't win everything that's like bad in you you know like your bad habits your bad attitude all of that comes out pretty it gets pretty natural quick. yeah like if you were just born like that but <laughs> i mean yeah uh, people will say like usually i'm really calm on the court uh, -huh. uh probably not outside but on the court i am and people will, will be like oh my god like you became a totally different player and totally different person just because you wanted it so what much. were you doing uh, no, I, I I never broke a racket. I have never broke a racket Me too. yet. Actually. In your really? life? Yeah, I've no, never broken a racket. Not broken on the two court. in the last three months. <laughs> Wait, how many have you break? On court. When I was young a lot. When I was like seven, eight, nine, ten years old a lot. But since then... No. Seven-year-old breaking rackets? Yes. Imagine. That's crazy. That's crazy. Seven-year-old. You what? shouldn't be upset with seven years <laughs> I think old. I, lost, I think I lost to maybe my cousin in like some points in practice when I was like seven or eight and I broke a She's racket. She's just so yeah. competitive, probably. Yeah. So you've never broken No, I racket. broke a racket last week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Like, no, really? no, no. Yeah, no, it's bad. On the tournament? Uh, Davis Cup, yeah. Oh, can I just... Can we just know what happened or no? No, it's just... Uh, it was actually really dumb. So, so dumb. Again. Is it every, ever not dumb? It's always dumb. Every time I break a rack, it's dumb. But this time it was, I think we played. So I flew in Monday. 
So I played the finals of doubles in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Flew in Monday. Played two matches Tuesday, two matches Wednesday. Day off Thursday, two matches Friday. So by Saturday, yeah. I was dead. Yeah. And then, mentally gone, for sure. Like, mentally, I was fine. But, like, physically, I was dead. Mm-hmm. Like, physically, I had nothing left. And then I'm playing Puerto Rico for the promotion. So if we win, we go up to group three. Okay. And I just know there's no chance. And I lose yeah. the first set, like, 6-1. Then I'm down maybe a, a break in the second. Okay, okay. So <laughs> after the first set, I hit the ball out the court. Jesus. So I know. That's, that, a, war- that's that, a warning. That's a warning, yeah. Relax. And then... Good, good, good start. Yeah. And then I'm down a break in a second. And maybe I go down a double break or something. And I just know there's no chance. You know, maybe I'm down one break. I don't remember. I slam my racket like flat. It breaks. Okay. At the, I it hear broke it break. like that? I hear it break. Okay. But I know that if I... If it's broken, I, broken, I have to switch it. Yeah. Then I get a point. Yeah. You know? So, so you I, don't switch it. So I don't. It's like 30-15. Yeah. I think he hits an ace, 40-15. So I'm like, perfect. It's only one more point I have <laughs> yeah. to play because he's going to hold. And then I play one point. And I think the Puerto Rico coach is trying to get me a code like on the bench, which also pissed me off because it's like I'm already down a set right. in the break. So like, you didn't get a warning no, because no. he didn't realize you broke it. Exactly. And then I went down. I sat on the, the changeover and I just changed my racket quickly like while he yeah. wasn't watching, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. That's the last racket I'll break. I'm not breaking any more rackets. So. Yeah. That not, was not, needed. Not this month. Maybe <laughs> we check it next month. Yeah. That was needed. It's understandable. It's needed Too sometimes. many matches. Well, sometimes it's just to get your anger out. Yeah. It actually helps. Obviously, there's better ways, yeah, I would yeah, say. Sure. What were you doing when you were close to breaking it? Yeah, like, it's not about how, me. How were you? How you? I will just, for me, I would just like scream and like yell at myself, you uh-huh. know, say something um, a little bit more in a positive way, like... Um, you know any word like not a bad word because uh-huh. you will get a warning too um but just like something to let it out uh-huh. and it actually helps me a lot i mean i've had some people tell like coaches tell me like oh you can't get mad on a court and i was like well where do i mean i need to get mad to yeah. play good you know i need to like have a little bit yeah, of a temper a bit. Yeah. yeah um but that's how i just i mean my frustration just kind of went out but not breaking a record for sure it was just by (laughs) like doing something to myself like gelling or like yeah or even screaming like a come on or something Mm. so when you play you like to be fired up like you don't like to be that calm when you play normally i mean i'm calm but like at the same time i just need a little bit of like 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 i I don't know like a little bit going on like energy or something yeah like a little energy um i actually I mean, I travel a lot with my dad and I, he doesn't say anything to me. Like, I don't like people like cheering a lot for me. I just kind of like go into my own bubble and just okay. do my, my things. How is it like um, in Mexico at uh, Fed Cup or Billie Jean King Cup? Like, what's the energy like at home, at, at the home matches there? Yeah. Uh, well, we played a couple of times there and the last tie was against Serbia and it was pretty... It was pretty good. We won. We had, you know how, th- I don't know if you ever played in Mexico, but the crowd yeah. gets really into it. Yeah, sure. Like they're just so passionate. Mm-hmm. They probably think they're watching soccer or like, <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually, I mean, you know, they, I feel like they, they just scream a lot. Like they, their energy is just unbelievable. And that, I mean, that helps, especially when you play like a country that's like better than you yeah. in paper. So Serbia was better than the Mexican team. Yeah, on yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they had a really good, some really good players, and 
I mean, the crowd was, I mean, it really helps you a lot in those tight moments. I think they got a little bit the Serbians pissed off. So, okay. I mean, I guess that helped us. So when yeah. you play in, uh, I guess, Guadalajara and uh, like Acapulco or whatever ones they have for the women, you like it yeah. or does it feel like pressure? Oh my God, Acapulco is the best tournament. I don't know if you, well, you probably watch it because there's also a yeah. man. Is Acapulco the one they play like, in the evenings? Yeah, like the yeah they play in the evenings because it's really hot. Yeah. It gets really hot. So And they also do it for the people so, so that people they can, can watch. come watch. Yeah, and I remember because one of, I think I made semis one time there and it was like my best result in a WTA. And it What was, level is it for you guys? It was a 250 back okay. then. They don't do it anymore. Like, literally, after I made semis, they, they discontinued. <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, I don't know. Getting carried away. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if that was, like, a good thing or a bad thing. But apparently, I mean, they just have the, the men's. But when I was there, I think the crowd and the energy is really nice. You get more nervous, definitely. Mm-hmm. I get really nervous when I play in front of a big crowd. But sometimes that's good, no? But sometimes it's good. I think we will always have nerves. Like, yeah. I don't think there's ever a match that you guys played and yeah. didn't feel nerves. No, Was always. it ever? No. You have? Have you? No. Like, I, I mean, obviously no, I there's... Like, you feel relaxed at the time, but then there's never... You're never fully relaxed. Yeah, I think we're all, we will always be yeah, a little bit nervous. You want to win. There's a little um, bit of tension yeah. there. But especially when you go into a big stadium like that, I think you just... Yeah. Is that your favorite tournament, Acapulco? Yeah. Yeah, so th- I mean, they stopped doing it, but I I think it's still my favorite okay. tournament. Best yeah. memories from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we got a little out of order, but we just Sorry. keep going. Uh, <laughs> so what's it like? Um, you were coached by your brother for a while, right? Yes. How uh, was that like? It was actually three years. I think it was a lot. A lot of people were telling me in the first year, like, "Oh, it's gonna be so hard relationship," you know, brother sister. Uh, but I think we managed it pretty well. Uh, he helped me a lot. I think he's a really he's a great person, mm. um, and it worked. I mean, it worked out very good. But there was a point where we had to just kind of go our own ways, just for the best of the both of us. Yeah. And maybe in the future we will travel together again. We don't know. I think the future it's always just unexpected. I mean, you I know, don't know what's yeah, yeah what's going to happen. But when he was with me, he, I mean, I learned a lot from him and we, I mean, it was crazy because we literally were together 24 hours. I mean, we will stay in the same room. Uh, we will practice together. We will come back home and we'll see each other's yeah. faces. So mm. it, we dealt with it pretty good, I think. Um, but when it was time to stop, we just... Who decided? He d- he dropped me. <laughs> no, really? He was like, I'm just so tired of you. Uh, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he said he needed kind of like a break. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, when you are out. That's a theme now with you. Well, you said <laughs> yeah. Another coach yeah I know. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm the wrong one. No, okay. uh, but so he, yeah, he decided he wanted to do something just a little bit more for himself and travel with other people. And he's been invited to a lot of tournaments as a hidden partner. Right. And he likes that. Like, okay. you know, in, in the finals of the WTA and some other big... Acapulco, he was there for the men's. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty exciting for him. And I think he doesn't get as bored as mm. when he was with me. Probably. <laughs> what um what did you guys focus on, like, when you guys were working together, like, on your game? 
we actually focused a lot on tactics. I yeah. think, you know, playing, uh, we, I mean, we all have a little bit of a weaker side, I will say, and just playing uh, in a way that, I mean, you don't have your weak side, but it's like you make the other person play a little bit more to your better side, yeah. I will say. So we worked a lot ta tactically, and it was one of the first, I mean, it was the first time I worked with someone that way because, yeah. you know, you always have coaches and you hit like a thousand forehands and backhands. Yeah. And, but then you go to the match and you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And mm. where I am I supposed to hit the ball? I feel like we work the same way. Like even today, Chris was talking to us about that. Like, like you said, it's, I mean, people know, like you can look at a bunch of film and see just how everyone plays. So it's not a secret if someone has a hole in their game. It's more about managing yeah, uh, and making people go for like low percentage shots if they want to go to exactly. that side and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think when you have your patterns like very clear, yeah, even on important points you kind of know where to play, even yeah. if it's the better side of the other person. But you feel kind of confident to to do that and to play there, and that's how that's how most. I mean, I train most of the days because I mean nowadays obviously you can improve your your shots. I mean there's always a lot of improvement uh, room that you can have. But I think tactically, if you learn to play the right way, mm -hmm. that's what got me more matches and yeah. actually just getting a, my weaker side better. Because yeah. women's tennis seems like a very like power and rhythm sport. Like I guess the best girls that's how they look. But obviously, you're not the biggest girl I've ever seen. Like you... Are you going to come with me? Oh, you're the <laughs> short one. <laughs> yeah. So like, what... He's what? rude, huh? Rude he's person. rude. I say Obviously, what I, I, say I, what I, I see. He, I knew he was going to bring it up because he's not in the... It's not in the <laughs> resume or in the questions. Yeah. So, like, how do you... Or, like, what are your strengths and how do you kind of change that? Because I don't think that that's really how you like to play in general, if I've seen you play. Yeah. I like you like uh, to maybe break rhythm or play a little different than other girls. Yeah, I mean, I definitely tried to just make the other player uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, I think girls tennis, it's a lot of like just hitting as hard as we can, mm -hmm. just breaking the ball. Uh, but I learned to just, you know, I, I like playing like a slice or topspin or flat and just changing the rhythm. I think a lot of players struggle mm -hmm. against that. Yeah. And that's what's helped me a lot. And I think I got my fitness um, improved a lot, like my footwork. Since I'm short, I think I need to be fast. Yeah, move well. Since I'm short, <laughs> I need to move fast. Um, and obviously, I mean, I think I have a decent serve, even though I'm short. Now I'm going to say I'm really? short all the time, but I have like a pretty like decent doing? serve. We're supposed to be building up, building no, up each other, you're breaking we, them down. We played mixed doubles once, and you I think we got, we, they broke you so many times. You're a serve, I remember. They didn't break because my you, serve. Because you had the nut. No, <laughs> no, but you were, you know, you you were the first one to like. We were at, at youth at youth Olympics, and I think we played against Karen Kachanov and. Yeah, we played Karen and. Who and was the I'm girl? not sure who the girl was. But I think she was. was I think she was like top five in the world juniors, and he yeah. was like top was five he? in the world juniors. And you yeah. were getting broke every time. He was getting was, broke. I guess it was my fault. Yeah. No accountability over here, as if she's not on the court. No, I mean, I, I mean, apparently he was. You know, he would 
do aces and all of that. I but was he, told that. But he would also do double fold. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the match came and like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. We we played a good match, but we had a really, like, tough some really draw. tough opponents. And then first round doubles, me and Rashid played Rublev and Kachanov. Oh, <laughs> no way. Again? It's a tough outing. And my first round thing I played, Duck he Lee. I think oh, he was a, at the time, he was like four-seated. He was like, yeah, winning features already at 16. Like, <laughs> short, so a, short trip at the Youth Olympic Games. A lot yeah. of experience games. And he was all the way to yeah. China, so China. you flew there and flew back. Wow. That's <laughs> a big, big XP weekend. Big experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get better. No, it was a good experience. That was week. fun, though. Yeah. Have you yeah. played, you've played the Olympics as well, right? Yes, I played I played Tokyo, which was a little bit different because it was during oh. COVID year. Okay. So, um, I mean, I would say it was just different, you yeah. know. But you get the experience and it's obviously, uh, it's like, it's a really nice tournament. I mean, they do a lot of, for the players, actually. And you see so many athletes, like, you are just one of them. Like, mm-hmm. you're not good, you know. You're yeah. just, you're not around, different, yeah, you're you know? not different. You see all these good athletes and people. Tall and, people. <laughs> I really people. I always get the basketball team next to me, like in my floor. So it's like, oh my god! Like I just look at them, like oh my god. how? Like they're just so tall. But how how much different is the Pan Am to the Olympics? Because last time I saw you yeah, was at the Pan Am Games. Yeah, in Peru. It was Peru, right? Yeah. No, I think they actually do like a similar um, like setup and all of that. It's pretty. It's pretty similar. Um, obviously, it's just you know the level Bigger, like yeah. yeah but it's i would say it's i mean it's literally the same just different people mm-hmm. and how how do you do there you play doubles or Wait, singles as well Tokyo? Tokyo. i played singles and doubles oh, yeah? i played with juju Olmos, and i remember we lost to paula badosa and sara sorribes some spanish and we lost like 10-8 ah, it was like so yeah it was so heartbreaking but it was obviously fun and it was during COVID. So we had to, it was so weird because we had to get tested every day. But it really? was this test that they wouldn't do it in the nose. It was like, you have to spill. Is it that? Oh, the COVID test. Okay. Yeah, the COVID test. Spit. Te- spit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to like do that on a glass. It was just so random. Like okay. You will see all these athletes getting out of the room because you had to do it like in front of people. Oh, so time would... was different. So everybody was masked up all day. Yeah. So it was like, you had to that just sucks. bring your... Thing to like everywhere yeah so you're excited for the next one then the next olympic games normal yeah one. i don't know how it goes by the rankings though like i really had no idea I how did you qualify last time by ranking but okay. i don't know what's like the cut okay. or like what's... so i believe isn't it three there's three players from each country i think so yeah but i think if you're not high ranked then you just don't qualify like you're yeah there's only in. so many countries right what yeah. is it a 64 draw i believe yeah, I think so. I think so. But I think if you make finals of the Pan Am or if you win, yeah, yeah, you and you're get, top three hundred, you get in. You get in, like automatic. I mean, you get like a. But other card. players qualify different different ways as well. Like I, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. Yeah. So it's less than. There's not like a regular direct acceptance. It's not like, exactly. It's a bit. It's a bit of a committee, I think, as well. Like they pick. The. Yeah. How sure are you? No, because on the last episode we were out here lying. <laughs> the last episode I was out here saying straight up lies. He, no, it's true because like there were players outside top hundred who were getting in. I think it's like a, it's a bit of a committee. It's like it's a, it's a selection. Okay. Or like when Darian qualified got the wild card, it wasn't because he won yeah. Pan Am. Justin okay. always has his own rules. Yeah, yeah Justin makes the rules. And I yeah. think life has to follow Justin rules. So let's talk about diet. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about diet. So last week we had a player on Blue Baker. And he said he doesn't believe in diet. He said that it's, it's, 
It's BS. Okay. You can eat whatever you want. And I saw you in Lexington <laughs> when you won the 60K there, and you were eating chips every day after yeah. matches. Not every day. You only saw me one day. But you told me uh, you were eating them every day. Yeah, but let's cl like clarify. These uh -huh. chips had literally six chips And you had in three bags. Bag. Yeah, but it's the smallest like bags I've ever seen. I don't Proportion, know if you've seen it's very small. Them. What I want to know is, yeah. chips. It's what I, about, <laughs> I think it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. balance. It's basically like, not yeah. eating any chips. You know? Life so is about balance. Yeah, you, you gotta balance things out. Like you can't. I'm not gonna have 20 chips, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna have probably some. Some, yeah, mm. just to balance <laughs> it. But what are your views on the diet? Like, how, do you are you very careful with what you eat, or are you pretty um, pretty loose with it? No, I actually. I mean, I take care of myself a lot. I think our bodies are, are like, you know, our guy like feel, feel, feel. <laughs> you know, when you put a car. Oh, okay. Like fuel. It, yeah, like food that. Is fuel. No, your yeah. body is the vehicle and the food is the fuel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think. Language barrier. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, language Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, I obviously take care, especially before the matches or before having a an important match or just any match um i take it easy on desserts i think sugar sugar just brings you want to have more sugar uh -huh. and like well, you know when you have like ice cream and you're like oh my god i want to have another yes. ice cream yeah. i think it's just so oh it's so addictive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i obviously have i think i just kind of follow whatever i know it's good for my body because I think everyone is different and if chicken is good for you maybe it might not be as good for me so that's how I deal with it especially because we travel so much that if you just have like a very strict diet and you can't find that like in another place you probably go crazy mm -hmm. so I try to do it as normal as possible uh but as good I mean the best as I can that's what you said last on the last episode too right <laughs> that you think that that is pretty individual like everyone's extremely different yeah. and I think it's just so personal. Like, yeah. there's some foods that maybe don't, you know, are not as good in your body. But yeah. maybe we all react differently different things. Yeah, you react different. I remember uh, when, it must have been a year and a half ago, I was at Futures, and yeah. I'm sitting at the table, and it's, at the time, my diet was no gluten. Okay. And Justin was doing the same thing. We were being pretty strict with it, so mm -hmm. we would eat, like... Maybe breakfast would be rice and some. F I'm not rice, sorry, eggs and. Oh, okay, no, I was sorry. like, no, wait, sorry. That's, that's hey, a here cool you go, lying again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the breakfast would be like eggs and like fruits and that sort of stuff. Maybe yogurt, and then lunch and dinner would just be like rice and a protein. So it's mm -hmm. like chicken or ground beef or steak or something. Mm -hmm. And if we do that very strict, eventually when we have like pasta or bread or a sandwich or something, yeah, we would feel a little bit uneasy, you know. Right. So I was sitting at the table with. Like, so like a vegan and like maybe two other people who don't yeah. eat meat and whatnot, and yeah. we're literally arguing about how I feel when I eat gluten. Was how, mm -hmm. and they're eating like straight pasta and rice yeah. and stuff, and it's how they feel when they eat meat. So yeah. that's when to me it's like I trust that they're not lying to me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not lying to them either, you know. So right. I think it's like your body gets accustomed to what you've been eating. And you been, yeah, yeah. I think you. I mean, you never know what's good until you try yeah. it and like actually maybe go on court and feel a little bit lighter, I will say. I think definitely I've tried gluten-free and it does make me feel lighter on the court. Uh, but I don't think it's like a big thing. So I just, I mean, I just kind of like stopped doing it and I just eat kind of like a really balanced 
I think um, the biggest thing is recovery. It's like yeah. what's going to give you the best recovery for the next day. Like you go out and play a match, hour and a half, two hours, physical match. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be able to be as fresh as you can the next day. Mm-hmm. That's So I think that's the most important thing with the diet and probably hydration too. Yeah, the hydration. Yeah. I mean, especially in Florida, for sure. Yeah, it's nasty over Yeah. I think, but I <laughs> think if you're ridiculous. able... I mean, if you're able to play here and train here and hydrate well, yeah. you can do it, like, anywhere else. What is it, it, like, your recovery routine in between matches? Do you, like, the ice bath? Do you have, like, the the boots? Do you just stretch and massage or what? Uh, yeah, I don't have the boats. That's too expensive for okay. me. Okay. Well... <laughs> We'll appreciate it if someone gives it to me. No, you, just kidding. You. <laughs> as, a, as a gift. Sponsor the podcast. We need that. No, I mean, the boots are unbelievable. Yeah. They make your legs feel like yeah. new again. But I do ice baths a lot. I think I like doing ice baths. Just 10 minutes. Uh, I don't go the whole body. I don't know uh-huh. how people do it when they go like full body. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that w- I just think that's like crazy. I can't do that. But I do just 10 minutes on my legs. And I actually... I feel pretty good the day after. I like doing those too, but it's tough to do those on the road sometimes. It's like so tough. Like if you're staying at an Airbnb or hotel, you yeah. have to go and buy bags of ice and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think it's just so hard to prepare it. You know, like bring, you always, I always leave a mess on the floor, like, you know, yeah. on the floor. It's like bringing ice. And like when I go in the ice bed, I'm actually already the double of tired for like bringing the uh. whole ice. So <laughs> I don't know if it, sometimes it's not worth it, but when I have the chance, I always try yeah. to to do it and usually at wtas they always have that prepared uh-huh. which is nice. one of the differences between like wta and itfs where yeah. you have to do your own recovery mm-hmm. however you can you, you know? already mentioned the difference in physios from the challenges and futures too yeah like you've now played two he's always had the physio so he must he must know yeah yeah he was like almost sleeping there like Waking up in there. Just making things up now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I played my first two challenges in my life the last two weeks. And yeah, the level of the physio compared to what it is at Futures is, is crazy. Like, first of all, like they have two on site at least. And they all seem very knowledgeable. Sometimes at a, at a Future, you just get somebody who's going to hit you with the, the terror gun. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, then give you one or two shakes and say, "All right, good luck." Yeah. You know, or ice you that get up. This one. Yeah, <laughs> ice that up. Go, yeah. Like, yeah, put a little bag of ice on you and say, "Best of luck," or they put the icy hot on you or yeah. whatever the the bio freeze. But um, I was actually getting treatment and like they also had massages available for free, like half hour massages in Dominican so, Republic. Um, sign me up every day. So yeah, <laughs> Did different. you sign up? Did you like fold the sheet? I didn't have a massage. But I was in there like at least twice a day. Like when I arrived and after matches. So um yeah, it was good. A very good experience. And I think that also goes a long way as to staying healthy throughout the year. Because if you play futures, the matches are still tough. Yeah. And ITF and ITF tour, but you don't get as much care. And it's harder to take care of yourself on the road than it is to have somebody whose job is to do that and yeah. they know what they're doing. And you know they know your body too. Exactly. And if, every time you keep coming back to the same people, also they, they kind of help you through that same whatever ailments you have. So, um, yeah, that's another perk of playing at a higher level. You have to kind of earn that, I guess. Do you have a physio here? 
I actually my well my physio. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed it two years ago when I could. I could no. <laughs> he stopped working with it. No, I'm just kidding. He he's actually <laughs> traveling with Tommy Paul and he helps out Jessica Pegula as well. Okay. So uh, they're a little bit more of a priority than <laughs> me. But when he's at when he's home, uh, he's Argentinian and he's pretty good. Okay. Uh, he he knows like how to work on your body. Like he just. I don't know. There's just some pieces that does it like different ways. I think they all have their own method, mm. I will say. Yeah. But he's very specific on maybe if your knee hurts, he will look around your knee or like other parts of what's causing that problem and yeah. not just put ice on your knee. You like. hate saying names, huh? No, he's, his name is Seba, I can okay. say. <laughs> he's he's going to be happy. Okay. No, Seba, uh, and he, I mean, he works with them, but he also works with me when he's in boca does he do fitness as well or is it just recovery he's just uh he's just like a physio okay. he's not he's i mean he he will probably help you warm up and all that if you travel with him um and do the recovery stretching all of that but he he's not he wouldn't make you do mm. fitness yeah. and let's say in your training weeks i don't know when your next tournament is but when is the next tournament that's so he should know like my my Your schedule city, coming yeah. up? Research, <laughs> like, I should read her mind. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a friend is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, me do a little research when do you play for next? Our guests. I'm not sure. I'm actually tennis spots out of US Open, uh -huh. Polly's, and I'm on the. I'm deciding if okay. I should go and sign. So let's say you have a two-week training block. How much time are you spending on the court versus in the gym or on the field doing fitness? Yeah, usually I always have my schedule is pretty. I just like having a little bit of a routine every day and okay. just doing not the exact like the exact same thing, but uh, knowing um, I always do two hours of tennis and then an hour and a half of fitness. Sometimes double fitness like two or three times a week, but always two or two hours and a half of tennis and that's it. Um, I used to actually train twice. In, I don't know if you guys train one time or two times, but depends. Yeah. yeah, when I was doing two times, like I would, you know, in the mornings or in the first session, if I wouldn't feel very good, I would just like relax a little bit and be like, oh my god, I can just fix it in the afternoon. Okay. As of now, if I know I have two hours on, like I only have one session, I just give like give it. You maximize yeah, that two hours. Yeah, yeah, I just give it all and like because uh, I think it's a little bit more similar than a match because sometimes okay. you go into a match and you don't feel like playing or trying or just um, knowing what's not working and actually and, and changing something. Uh, and that's what helped me a lot just to, to just focus like in two hours and just do. Yeah. Was it easy, let's say when you were with your brother and you had a day where you were in a bad mood, hmm. was it hard for him to... I guess approach you with something that you didn't want to hear, and how did you how did, how did you receive it? It was the hardest, I think, especially when when it's family and you have like a lot yeah. of confidence in that person. Like, let's say you coach Justin, right? You coach him for like a day. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> let's let, yeah. It I happened know. this year actually. <laughs> I was playing in, in Jalapa. And That's Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Listen to why I'm not gonna coach this. Man. This is exactly why. <laughs> But don't lie. So, like, say it how it is. I'm coming back from injury. So it's like one of my first matches back. And before the match, it's me, my coach, and him. We're talking about how I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. And they're <laughs> telling me just to basically 
play relax, play with your rally ball. Don't try to do Put too much. Just play, play calm. Like don't yeah. be too proactive. And so I start the match, and that's what I feel like I'm trying to do. I'm trying to play calm and relax and have a little bit of fun or whatever. And it starts going bad. I think maybe I go down four-one in the first or something, and I walk to the back. I maybe mean, I miss a ball and I look back at Jody, and Jody says, "He says." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did he do? He says, he says, have some fun, dog. Like, <laughs> like relax a little bit. Have some fun. I look back at him and I start cussing him. Like, dog. Like, well, what do you think I'm trying to do? You think I'm just? <laughs> <laughs> I was holding me back. And oh. and like, I'm not. I feel like insecure to tell him what to do. Right. Like, I don't ever want to be the one to be like, like if I don't know if I see something in the match, I don't want yeah. to be the one to tell him because I'm scared that I tell him the wrong thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I feel like now maybe I'll help my dog out a little bit, help yeah. him relax or something. Yeah. And he shouts at me. I'm like, all right. I, did, I didn't, right, I didn't cool. appreciate it in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <First> <laughs> I apologize after, but it was. It's. Yeah. I mean, I actually. I think when we are on the court, we actually don't realize the way we talk to the people outside. No, I realize right away. It's, I, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's in my case. Okay. I sometimes didn't realize how not bad but like you know just the the way you talk to the person that's yeah. like outside um yeah. and i think with my brother it was a lot of times where i would just be like um like shut say up. something just to kidding. me like you know I, I didn't i never said shut up i said that to another coach and he he was actually from france and he left me like you know i was playing i was still playing the match and he just left and he went back to france and never saw him again oh, uh, so i was like respect this is, to that much. yeah so he I dropped like, you too <laughs> <laughs> no. but that was because i did say shut up but i think we all go through these moments in the match where you really can't control what you're even saying yeah um especially when it's like a really pressure thing i think what do you mean you don't know you do know you, told you do me. know you what do you think i'm trying to do yeah Shout <laughs> but me. i didn't feel like i was wrong in the moment <laughs> keep going and what keep i was going. trying to do in the moment that's why he left you or like he, he didn't, doesn't he didn't want leave, to coach you anymore i didn't <laughs> no for I me in the moment was, i knew his projection the man's mm -hmm. just he's upset he's projecting like if it's my fault it, yeah you know what i mean yeah because i know it's not in a great tone what i said I didn't think I was wrong, but it was also like, in the moment you just don't necessarily care how it sounds. Like when you're playing a match, sometimes you're suffering. Like it's like an internal like thing. So even though you know you're acting bad, like you don't really care how it you know how it sounds, how it looks. You know, I have to have like a certain way when Justin's playing matches now. Like oh, really? yes, from the outside. I can't just be texting or like... Yeah, not like, putting so much attention. No, no, no. I have to be watching the match. Because he was playing in Mexico. And <laughs> he's playing in Cancun. It's like so hot, crazy. And he's I playing. I heard. This when we got the, the car was stolen. Yeah, and, so we already had a yeah. bad day. Mm -hmm. And like the car got stolen in the morning. I'm so playing Nick Chapel. He's playing like, a grinder. Yeah. And it, I think he lost 7-6 in the third. Yeah. But like apparently... In the match, he looks over at me and I'm like texting in my phone. You were not paying Talking full to attention. People, like, yeah. First of all, I'm not even on, like, I'm a court away. So he's on that court. There's a court here and then there's me. Yeah, then, yeah, go, like then go, back, go back to the Airbnb then. <laughs> just just <laughs> go, go home. <laughs> oh my God. And what did, did he say something? Not, not then, but after the match, he was like, Why like, were you? Help. Oh my God. <laughs> but, well, I, I mean, I think we, yeah, that's like, you no, should just Sometimes focus. it's like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes tennis tennis can be lonely. Like, it can oh, be hard. Sure. And it yeah. helps when yeah. someone that you're close to is there and you can just give them a look sometimes. Sometimes yeah. when the things are not easy. 
Yeah, well, I think we just have so many battles. Like, one inside offs. Then we have to, like, fight against the, opponent. the person yeah. we are and then playing. And then Justin fights against and me. Then fi- <laughs> Justin just finds another, you know, someone else to fight yeah. with. Because why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's all good. Well, that's funny. Well, I've had some some uh, meltdowns recently, too. Like, on court. Like, <laughs> I need to be more respectful to people. Bro. <laughs> you know the funniest one? The funniest one was 2021 Dominican Republic last match of the year. Oh Jesus! I think you lost. You like, have to do this on the <laughs> internet, bro. I think you lost. <laughs> Jody lost last round of qualies to some guy. I can't remember. Decent player, actually. At Good the time, player. I didn't think so, but decent player. And like during the whole match, looking at me like, what am I supposed to do? Like nothing's working. <laughs> I think know? I was up a set, probably. And then. After the match, he sits there for like five minutes. Then he gets up and he destroys the racket. And then I think it's early. So it's, I just remember that we were staying with another friend of ours, Randy Phillips, Roland, a Jamaican guy. Uh And we get to the course the next day. (laughs) We're about to go hit. And then Randy pulls out the the broken racket like he's about to go start playing with it. (laughs) (laughs) Funniest thing. This man breaks rackets like. No, no, no. No. It happens a lot now that we think about it. It doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> Brother, if you've broken four of the rackets in the last two years, I mean, it's... That's a lot? That's a lot. I, I think. I don't know. So I've Is done, that a lot? Yeah, I don't even need to count. Um, y'all are embarrassing me on the internet. <laughs> so that was the funniest one to me. I don't think it portrayed as well in the story, but if you were there... Yeah. Oh my God, you know, AJ so said in one of the episodes that I'm a very nice guy and I'm starting to doubt whether I'm that nice of a guy. But your anger is always towards yourself. It's never other people. It's not entirely true. Do you like? Do you never get mad at the people like outside? Yeah, Davis Cup. I was freaking out last week. Yeah, right. Freaking out. Yo, last week I was playing. I was playing Guatemala. So you're gonna embarrass yourself. It's my turn to embarrass okay. myself on the internet. <laughs> no, I was playing Guatemala, and this is on maybe my third day, so I'm already tired. That's in da- Davis Cup. Davis Cup. Okay. Yeah, this is already. So I played two matches Tuesday, two Wednesday. This is Friday now. And I'm dead. And I broke to start the match. I get broken. And I just know in the first game that, like, my body's... I'm not serving that well. I'm not serving that big, which is a weapon for me. And then I'm not moving that well. So, like, I'm getting broken. Back and forth, we're getting broken. But we go indoors because it rains. But indoors, it's humid. And it's, like, crazy conditions. And the Guatemala guys are freaking out the whole match because it's obviously a bunch of breaks and they're in the match now. And I break to go six five, and I like I put away a volley, a backhand volley at the net, and they're all sitting here, and I just run by them, and I put my hand by my ear, and I just no run. Way. By. <laughs> <laughs> just run by. What Can't, did they do? Did they do? I didn't even look. I was. It was so hot and humid in there, I couldn't yeah, think. Like, could, I was yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. yeah. Not my, not my proudest moment on the court. <laughs> but this goes back. Speaking. This goes back to the point that sometimes you just don't. You know what I mean? You overheat. You don't know what you're. What you're saying? Oh, you're going to break top 100? That's what you're telling me. <laughs> no, I mean, I think there's a point in the match where if you feel really, like, nervous or, like, if you feel a lot of yeah. pressure, you kind of, like, try to do something to, like, let it out. And mm-hmm. I think there's... I think that's what happened, too, because I broke to go 6-5. So it was, like, a relief that, like, yeah. I'm ahead at the end of the set. Yeah. You know what I mean? I played a big point, like I said. Yeah. Don't hear y'all clapping now. <laughs> that's actually that's a good one actually. Yeah, you should try that next time. Uh, I know. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we had one question from Instagram from Hugo Armando. <laughs> that's my coach. 
That's your current coach. That's perfect. Yeah. Who he's, also he's traveling left. with. Uh, no, no, no. He didn't current, leave me. He, current coach. You guys, <laughs> current coach. You guys can ask him. So uh, he. Um, I'm not lying. But he is actually traveling with Venus right now. Okay. Um, he, I think Venus is, you know, doing her last few tournaments and she wanted him to travel with her. Uh, so it's so understandable. I think uh, he didn't ask me, of course, but I just... <laughs> he told you? I, yeah, he told me. Uh, but I just said I'm that's... going to go be with Venus Williams. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but he's my coach. So, yeah. so his question is, what life lessons has tennis taught you? Is this something you guys talked about? Is this like an inside, like... Uh, no. I Well, he used to be at... He, I think his highest ranking was 85. Okay. So he was a player and he actually knows what we go through. Okay. Uh, but we don't... I mean, when we practice, we obviously talk about a few things, but not about this question okay. or any any of that. I'm not prepared, you know? I didn't come, like, prepared for it. We but have notes for this question. Right? This is a deep question, too. What Get serious. Take your time. I think... Uh, hey, relax. Yeah, we have I all mean, day. I think tennis Don't teaches worry. you a lot of things, but one of it is if you, you know, like, your tennis results don't, like... Uh, define don't define you as a person. Can she answer? He's helping with the English. Yeah, so, yeah, you got yeah. it. Uh, Vamos. You know, it I know Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me in Spanish and I'll say it in English for you. No, I'm not that bad. Is my English no, that good, bad? No, it's good. Okay. I, don't, I also don't know any Spanish. So. <laughs> Apparently, he knows. That's what <laughs> he's <laughs> been telling me for years. He's we're, like, we're on oh, the street. I'm so fluent <laughs> in Spanish. I okay. never said that not once in my life. You know, yeah, you said that. Uh, <laughs> So, what other lessons? Taught her how to lie. That's what tennis did. Uh, okay, let me think. I interrupted the flow. Tennis yeah. doesn't define you. Your results don't define you. Ask the question I again. For, I forgot right. what I was going to say. We have a question say. from Hugo Armando. <laughs> oh. oh, well, I don't know. Well, I guess it's a lesson, but there's a lot inside of you that you don't know you have, but until you play like a good tennis match or you win like a three-hour tennis match you don't know what you're capable of physically mentally um i think it's just it's just like you will never discover what you have inside of you until you go through like a really tough match what's the toughest Uh, match you've won the toughest match uh it was actually well (laughs) believe it or not it was in the tournament I won in the 60k okay. I played the final against Caroline Dolehide and I lost to her like literally four times this year um like really easy and it was, I lost the first set 6-1 and you know like there was a lot of people watching and I was like oh my god like what do I do to make it like more exciting you know they they were clapping at the beginning and they like they just stopped now. clapping they were like oh my they god dropped you. they probably no. got dropped by the crowd no. uh, so I was six one five three down, and I didn't see any chances. I was like, I don't even know what to do. Uh, and I ended up winning seven six seven five, which it was. I think it was like three hours and twenty minutes. And then uh, I got in the car because I had to drive to the next tournament. And I drove. Well, me and my dra- and my dad we drove for three hours, and I started cramping a little bit, and oh. we had to stop in a hotel. Um, so it was like these things that you 
do i think it's just lessons of life yeah. you know I don't, I don't even know how to explain it um but yeah definitely i think the most important is that you are a human and a tennis player but it you know it's like two different things i think when you're you in the made tennis, that point in the past too right yeah um sure. i think you have to balance it also like you can't just think tennis 24 hours mm -hmm. uh and you also have to live a little bit as a person outside the tennis court so who are you off tennis court what do you like to do what are you into you're such a good podcaster huh, bro yeah like what, this is what I do he's becoming like a podcast professional or something uh, answer the question when, wait i just i just no, 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 i just want to know what your answer is for what? this question no yeah i would I'll say because i think it's a good question right it is we talked about that in in indiana like maybe a month or two ago justin said the same thing it's like you have to separate yourself as a person from yourself as a tennis player yeah. because you can get lost in the results and that sort of stuff. And I think also I overheard a little bit um, of Justin's phone call with one of his, I f believe, former teammates um, at school. And they were kind of discussing the same thing. They're like, you know, you, it's, you have to put tennis to the side sometimes and yeah. like be a person. You know what yeah. I mean? It's too easy to get carried away knowing that Because it's very hard and, like you said, very lonely mm -hmm. to play to play tennis, play in these matches all the time. It's easy to get lost. Sometimes you just gotta zoom out and, you know, yeah. get distracted and that yeah. sort of stuff. I think sure. I think Rafa said something about that also. Yeah. Like yesterday or the day before, I, I read what he said. Like, I think he was talking about training, and he said that, like, basically that sometimes if you're too strict on tennis it can get boring and it can get um you can get tired of it easily so sometimes you have to if there's some sort of life experience you want to have in the morning or something and get away from tennis in the morning and make up for it in the afternoon then yeah. do that but just don't make that don't make the exception the rule because yeah. at the end of the day you still have to be disciplined and that sort of stuff you can't be eating chips every day at tournaments and yeah. you know what I mean? I mean unless you oh win a tournament, then it's okay. Yeah. No. I'm about to start eating chips every single day if I'm going to win <laughs> big tournament. No, and I think there's like a really uh, big part of it. It's to only control what you can control because on the tennis court, like on a tennis court, literally there's so many things out of your control. Like mm. the way your opponent is playing or even... Because even if you, you know, you worked hard, you are well prepared and then you go into the match and you are playing good but then you have your opponent which i mean that is playing really good as well so or the conditions or like there's just so many things and yeah. the only thing you can control is literally yourself your attitude your yeah. footwork i think my answer now so oh, something yeah. well he already he already heard our answer so yeah. now he has an answer all of a sudden he has an answer good answer too yeah you were uh, probably thinking it like yeah, from he the wasn't, first, from he wasn't the first listening time, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, he was already making it up <laughs> in his mind. Um, so I think what I think tennis has taught me is, it sounds kind of cliche, but like about identity. So like, I think we all play our best when we kind of embrace who we are as tennis players. I think it's a similar thing in life. Like, I feel like, If I go and try to play matches like Jody, I'm probably gonna lose a lot. And I'm gonna lose confidence. What are you saying? I'm not good at what? <laughs> I'm saying that you have different strengths than I have. <laughs> so I think tennis teaches you that you have to kind of embrace who you are and what you have and kind of maximize that. Because I think if you go out and you try to play like Federer or Djokovic or Alcaraz or whoever you train with, 
I don't think that that bodes well for you, especially when pressure moments come. It's hard to be somebody else when you're facing like high stress situations. So I think, yeah, recently, as I've started to play better again, I feel like tennis teaches you that you have to kind of embrace who you are, what you are in order to do well in life, I think. Mm-hmm. Good question. Good yeah. answer. And end the podcast on a <laughs> deep, serious conversation. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for coming on, uh, First Lady. Probably the highest ranked player we've had on the, on the podcast as well. Yeah. And, sure. uh, Subscribe. Good oh, conversation, yeah. actually. I'm, I'm a little bit I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, thank no, you for coming on. She was about to do closing. Come, let's hear it. Yeah, you do it. Oh, wait, what? Like, oh. like subscribe, all the... Like, subscribe, uh, follow, or whatever. Comment, share. Oh, comment. Only good comments, but bad <laughs> comments are accepted. Uh-huh. Uh, any comments are accepted. Any comments. Just care a little bit. Yeah. Do, do yeah. something. <laughs> they're the best. It's so interesting what they're doing and just You're gonna lie. listening to different people, like, yeah. opinions. Uh-huh. I Thank think. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, uh, Renata, and um, hopefully... You're the first of many um, WTA players that we have on the podcast. Hopefully it was good. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys next week. And all the best for the rest of the year as well. You don't know my schedule, so... <laughs>